This episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Courtney Higginbottom, Gene Frazier, Florencia M., Jessica Mabry, and Tate Wonia. Thank you all so much for donating. They donated over at patreon.com slash I hate horror. If you can support us monetarily, that's the place to do it. This week is the midnight hour. Uh, it's an ABC TV movie. It's uh, on fucking YouTube. Super excited to talk about it. It's fucking the worst. <laughs> so enjoy. I was thinking about the adventures of Ash, about the misfortune of sending kids to Crystal Lake. Became addicted straight away with the initial tape. God bless Betamax. VHS, holy like Amanda Kruger. I was introduced to genre flicks by Toby Hooper. I started craving more just like Larry the Looter. I collected VHS without commentary or bloopers. Throw computers, magazines, a bunch of stores. Spent my money on movies and begged my mom for more. I'd watch the boys kill those astro bastards five times a day or even more. I loved the gore. Lionel and Paquita combined their lonely hearts. I was hellbound, Cenobites tore my soul apart I've seen them all, from Dracula to Vertigo Listen up, welcome to The Horror Show with Sean and Joe Hello everybody and welcome to The Horror Show Show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers All of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events I'm Sean I'm Joe Oh, dude, this movie uh, the, 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 the Midnight Hour Yes ABC movie, 1985 uh, this is a long TV movie. <laughs> it's an hour and a half. Yeah, 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 it aired nine o'clock to eleven o'clock. It's fucking terrible. Um, you know, sometimes, and I think I've said it on the show before. I don't know there where else I would have fucking said it, but uh, you know, sometimes I'll read uh, like critics' reviews, and when they point out something that I noticed, I, I always get very happy. And one of the main things in this movie was. There's this might have the least amount of plot of any movie we've ever done. (laughs) Joe, there's not even a story. What's the story? (laughs) I mean, I'm getting like flustered already because it's it's just drawn out nonsense. I've never heard anything like it. I've seen anything like it. It is drawn out nonsense for an hour and a half. The the short of it is they resurrect uh, some corpse. (laughs) I guess it had like some historical significance, but (laughs) but they also resurrect they resurrect a witch who's actually a vampire. They did that. That they do. I'm pretty sure there's a, were- there's a werewolf. There is a werewolf, and there's a lot of zombies. But I don't understand. The whole movie is setting up this witch, this background as this witch was killed in this town in the witch trials. Uh, but then when the witch is resurrected, she is not a witch. She is a z- she's a vampire. Right. W- complete with fangs. Like, there's no mistaking. <laughs> and a she's fucking 100%. Cape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I did. So, oh yeah. So, uh, the, the, the critics, like every review was basically mentioned that there was zero plot whatsoever. So I felt, I felt very good. Sometimes I can't tell if I'm just picking it apart too much, but every, everyone was like, there's, I don't know what this movie's about. <laughs> I, I, I was actually going to ask you if you can explain it in your own words when we started what happened in this movie. I think it, like, so like I think if, if I had to say it. <laughs> 
But like, I guess the thing is, what's the point of the movie? I, I can tell you what happens during yeah, it, but, that, but why, why did point. I watch it? I don't know. <laughs> that is the question because because you could be like, oh, the plot is they resurrected this witch and like <laughs> demons right. came along with her because she's a witch. Sure, that's fine. But did it need the last two hours and what happened in the meantime? And not to mention the, the resolution. Like, if you blinked your eye. It would have been tied up. Like you would have missed it. <laughs> the ending is so abrupt and so quick, and, and resolves nothing. And if you ask, if you ask why to anything in this movie, there's no answer. No. There's there's no answer to why in any aspect of this this movie, including what is resurrected and who. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Another the one, biggest the biggest it? why the biggest question that I had mm-hmm. is. How the fuck did they pay to get all those songs in this movie? Joe, oh my god, I'm so glad. I'm so that was literally what I was just about to say. <laughs> That's so funny. They play, Dude, they play Wilson Pickett more than once because it's the title song. They play Creedence, they play Three Dog Night, and then they play the they just play the uh, guitar part from the Smiths. How soon uh, is now? How soon is now? Over and over and over again. And there's no way they play that they paid for these rights. They play the Guess Who. Uh, Del Shannon songs, Bobby V, Phil Phillips, Sea of Love. It's a great soundtrack. It's 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 insane. It, it was insane. I think I think once the Smith song started playing on loop for, <laughs> for like fifteen minutes, I was like, wait a minute, why are these songs in? It it was <laughs> the production cost must have been so that's, much for this movie. That Smith song, which which I'm not a big Smith fan, but that, that's a good song, but. That song could honestly be considered the score of this movie because it just played in the background of every single scene. Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. It lasted so long. Uh, It was crazy. I I, I couldn't believe it. And that's when I started really picking up on all the music that was playing. And there was music throughout the movie. It was wild. Uh, and it must have cost a fucking fortune. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, so it um, it uh, it uh, was released November 1st, 1985. <laughs> they're, they're almost as good at timing their Halloween specials <laughs> as we are. <laughs> the day after. Um, and it, yeah, it was a pretty heavily... Uh, Pretty heavily advertised movie. They went big on it. Um, the poster is pretty great. I don't know if you've seen the original advertisement. Yeah, the poster is pretty dope. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with the movie. Um, we got uh, we got some uh, stars in this one. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin's first on screen role ever. You don't know who he is because he's a kid in a mask. He's, he's, he's a trick or treater. <laughs> uh, you got LeVar Burton, uh, you know, Mr. Yeah. LaForge from uh, Star Trek and Reading Rainbow fame. Yeah. Born in Germany. Can you believe that? Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thunk? Um, he was in Roots, too. You got Kurtwood Smith. You know who that is? Yeah, he's a fucking idiot asshole from uh, the 70s show. <laughs> my dad loves that guy. <laughs> 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 That's like my dad's hero. Um, 
he he he's an idiot and he uses the same joke twice in this movie and that really irritated me his first line comes seconds into the movie and he's like happy halloween because like he sees like fake blood on on a newspaper or something and he's like oh god happy halloween he's a cop and we'll see him like 45 minutes later or maybe even like an hour later, and he the first words out of his mouth are like, happy Halloween. <laughs> this guy's been walking around all day just saying that to anyone that'll listen. Uh, he's he's also, like, in real life, just the type of person who's looked middle-aged their entire life. Dude, isn't that insane? <laughs> he's 75 now, uh, which I think is crazy. But he in this movie, he looks like he's 45. Yeah. It's insane. Well, I guess he would be. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> but I but then in that 70s sh- show he's like the same he looks identical. Right. He, he like doesn't age he, he ages great, but he's just always been that way. Yeah. Uh and then you got Kevin uh He's playing the lead, or no, no, not the lead. He's the uh, judge, the town judge, and he's been in fucking everything. Uh, his name is Kevin McCarthy. Uh, he's been in the one thing that I did want to say. Oh fuck, I lost. <laughs> he was in a movie. Oh, he was in Ghoulies Three. Ghoulies Go to College. He was Professor Ragnar. <laughs> that fucking asshole. Yeah, that's him. That's him. He's the judge. He was also in UHF. He is. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, so that's your cast, along with a bunch of idiot kids. That no, you uh, got uh, you got Dom DeLuise's kid from Twenty One Jump Street. Oh fuck that! That is his kid. Yeah. Oh my god! I I looked him you up. Got, I need to start reading better. You got uh, <laughs> you got uh, Harry Belafonte's daughter, appropriately named Sherry Belafonte. Wait a minute. Fuck, dude. Do you know both of those names? I was like, that's weird. That sounds like... <laughs> like yeah, I does. saw Peter DeLuise, and I was like, no, I'm thinking of Dom DeLuise. And then I saw Sherry Belafonte, and I was like, no, I'm thinking of Harry Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Sherry Belafonte sang a song on this. She did. She did. She sang that fucking terrible song at the dance, Get Dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a jam. Um... So uh, let's uh, let's uh, kick off this movie. Why don't we? Um, I mean, so this movie. <clears throat> let's just start real quick. This movie is slow. It sure is. <laughs> I was kind of excited to watch this. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, because it sounds like a solid. Like it. Okay, so it's on ABC in the eighties. It's called the Midnight Hour. I'm thinking it's just going to be fun, man. Like. Network TV, like, you imagine it's going to be pretty solid. It, it might not be the best horror movie, but, you know, it'll be a cool Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, I think I was expecting, like, um, Monster Squad Light. Hmm. Okay, I was thinking, I was thinking more, it'd probably be more of, like, an under wraps. Okay. Like, just, like, a group of kids that, I, I don't even know what was going to happen, but... <laughs> Fun fact, uh, neither of those things happen. This is just a fucking nightmare. This is just a fucking weird, bizarre nightmare. Uh, we get a, we start with a super weird intro, which, looking back, uh, 
does nothing. It's not a part of the story whatsoever. Well, it just has Wolfman Jack's asshole voice interrupting you to say midnight hour. Dude, it he was must so... have got a, a fat paycheck for that. It, <laughs> oh, the way he says it, the way he says it caught me so off guard too. It's, <laughs> it's so loud and out of place. Well, because so it opens up with this kid who's it's this slow, very eighties uh, opening, like a creep show style opening, almost. It seems like yeah. and it's a kid trying to put his little baseball card on the on the bicycle. And he like jams his finger <laughs> out of the blue and the screen just flashes and it just says midnight hour on it. And then Wolfman Jack is just like, look out, it's the midnight hour, baby. Oh, and then, and then it immediately just cuts back to the movie. <laughs> like not, it is the most, uns- it, it seems like they edit it incorrectly. <laughs> it, 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 I would agree with that. And, and- they did not like uh, level the vocals either. Because no. it's so much louder than <laughs> dude. Wolfman Jack is just screaming. I, I I don't think that's where it was supposed to go. Um, because then it literally just picks up right back where they just interrupted, and the kid he's got a cut on his finger, and <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, and the kid is delivering mail. He's a mail boy, but he's also wearing a skeleton mask and a winter hat around while doing this. Uh, I would call the f- cops so fast on this fucking kid. <laughs> this kid fucking needs to get stopped. Uh, Red from that 70 shows the cop he's pissed at the kid <laughs> for no reason. Oh, actually, probably for good reason, because th- then the kid drives past the cemetery and is throwing newspapers onto fucking caskets, like being prepared for burial. <laughs> right. And the gravedigger's like, thanks, Timmy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um well, that's a guy we didn't talk about. Dick Van Patten's in this flick. Dick Van Patten. Uh, who is he? He is the dad. Uh, he's also the king of dog food. He's been in tons of stuff. He's like in Spaceballs and stuff. He's a like a comedic uh, character actor. Uh, oh, oh. He's in uh, Robin Hood Men type. Yes. Yep. Yep. He was in tons of shit. And then he started making fucking dog food. <laughs> He actually makes it. Yeah, I buy it. <laughs> you buy it. Yeah. Was it? Was it? What's the brand name? Uh, Natural Balance. <laughs> it's fucking weird. It was like the, when I saw it said Dick Van Patten's. I noticed this years ago when I started buying dog food. It said Dick Van Patten's Natural Balance. I was like, wait, what? So I looked it up, and he just got really into dog food late in life. <laughs> he has a face that looks like you'd make dog. Food. <laughs> He has a face that looks like he eats dog food. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> he plays the dad, uh, uh, who's also a dentist. Uh, there's not really much to say there. Uh, we meet our first kid. His name is Phil. Uh, Phil's a tool. Yeah. Phil's Phil, Phil's a fucking mope, if I've ever seen one. <clears throat> this guy... And this guy gets the girl in this movie, and I mean, she's dead. Spoilers, but like, it fucking terror. This no one wants to be around this guy, even a dead person. Like, there's no fucking chance. There's no fucking chance. Um, but we meet this kid, uh, Phil. He's kind of a, a lovable loser, I suppose. Yeah, he's also the lovable loser from the movie Ben. If you've ever seen it, which spawned uh, Willard. You know what I'm talking about? And that shitty Michael Jackson song. Wait, what? 
Ben? Yeah, yeah the movie, he, he's the kid that, like, hangs out with rats. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Are you Jackson serious? A song about it? Yeah. And Michael Jackson wrote a song about Ben? <laughs> yes, the theme song of the movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Wait, you've never seen Ben? No. I think it's a sequel to ben? Willard? No, no, Willard's is, Willard's is the sequel to Ben. No, I think Ben's the sequel. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it says, where Willard... Oh, you're right, end- you're right, you're right, you're right. Where Willard ended, Ben begins, and this time he's not alone. This this is blowing my fucking mind right now. <laughs> and, wait, and Michael Jackson... This was in 72. Okay. And Michael Jackson yeah. wrote Michael Jackson <laughs> It was like it was like right when he left the Jackson five. Whole... Dude, it was like a, it was like a huge hit. You you've heard it. Like I guarantee if you put it on, you'd be like, oh, I've heard this fucking song. This this is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Sung by Michael Jackson. And it's called Ben's song. Yes, oh my god. This is my favorite. I this is blowing my mind that this is I need to watch this like immediately. Dude, I've never even fucking heard of this. Come on. Ben. The sequel. The, the, the anticipated sequel to fucking Willard. <laughs> on another movie nobody asked for. I'm pretty sure Ben won like an Academy Award. Get like, the fuck out of here. I, I, I think so, dude. <laughs> so for the song, I mean. I mean like best best song for like a movie or something. Oh, 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 oh. I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll have to look that up. That's fucking unbelievable. I, Wait a minute. I, I, highly doubt, I highly doubt the movie Ben won. Oh, my God. It was a nominee for best music, original song. Oh, and it won a Golden Globe for the song. Oh, <laughs> this is fucking unbelievable. All right, I, I gotta stop looking at this. This is fucking ridiculous. Um, holy shit. Uh, that, well, anyways, uh, the fucking mope is is in Ben. Yeah, well, so if you want to check him out again, uh, that's where you'll find him. Is he a mope in Ben? Is he Ben? Or is he, Sean? He hangs out with fucking rats. Wait, is Ben a rat? Yeah, dude. Ben, ben, ben is the leader of the rats that Wheeler trained. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, that's Muscle Jackson singing about the rats. <laughs> I think this is like one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. I don't know why this is so funny. Our fans are probably wait, wait, so wait. pissed. And, and wait, wait. I love that this is all new to you. Wait, so you know that Crispin Glover remade Willard, right? Yes, I did know that. And you know that he re-recorded the song. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, for the movie. <laughs> what the is happening? Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> Oh, oh my god, this is the funniest information I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god, I can't believe Ben's a fucking rat and Michael Jackson's. <laughs> I need to hear it. Like, oh my god, holy shit. Oh, fuck. Was he like grabbing his dick, Michael, yet or no? He's like, look, no, no, no. he, he was young, Michael. Oh, wow. That's, this is my. This is fantastic. Anyway, we gotta get along with this movie. Oh, I literally just want to watch Ben in silence while we record because it'd be. Uh, we should do Ben and Willard. 
Dude, I, I will do that like next week if you wanted to. And then and then the remake. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do want to, to be honest with you. I, I want to do Willard and Ben. Can we make Ben or can we make Paul do it? Yeah. We'll do Rat Week. <laughs> <laughs> and then end it with rats. <laughs> wait, I think we covered rats though, did we? Oh wait, no, we didn't. No, we did we never covered rats, but I definitely made you guys watch it. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh yeah, let's do we should do the uh the unholy trilogy of uh Ben. <laughs> I can't I, believe I, that information. I would love to. Alright, we'll we'll get Paul's schedule and we'll we'll fucking do it. Um because that shit would be so fucking funny. Oh my god. Alright, so <laughs> we got Phil, he's a fucking mope. He's in school. Oh, yeah. We're talking about midnight hour. <laughs> yeah, the midnight hour, that fucking piece of shit. Uh one thing that I, I mean, I'm not even going to bring it up. It's, I wrote a note that was really funny at the time. It's not funny now. So anyway, so Phil is in school and he starts giving a presentation on Lucinda, a witch. And his grandpa was a fucking witch hunter and killed her. Yep. Okay. And also, by the way, somehow everyone in this classroom is related to everyone in this historic story. <laughs> Yeah, they're all direct descendants. Direct. Uh, that was his great-grandfather. Uh, Lucinda's, the witch's great-granddaughter is in the classroom. Uh, the judge's great-grandson is in the classroom. It's fucking asinine. It's 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 insulting. Um, but so here is an interesting part of this, right? So that looks to be like there will be motivation behind this, right? It does. Like you've got, oh, maybe Lucinda's going to come after him because his grandpa's the one that fucking killed her. Because obviously somebody's coming back to life. Right. <laughs> uh, fun fact. That is not what happens. <laughs> Lucinda couldn't be, couldn't care less about this kid. But I thought at the end they did kind of try and tie it together, didn't they? Dude, if they did it at the end, that's still fucking embarrassing. Because she's literally just hanging out at a party just... Biting people's necks all night. No, no. Oh, I'm not. It, it made no sense. I think I think it was like a throwaway line. It's like, oh yeah, this is why this happened. Like, so oh. fucking weird. Okay. So after this, all the kids, uh, we got a jock. Um, we got Lavar Burton. Uh, the jock, the jock's the son of the judge. Phil is the main guy, and we get a couple gals in there too. One of them's Lucinda's granddaughter. Um, and they all decide, he's like, I've got a really hot idea. Uh, and <laughs> the big hot idea is to go steal old costumes from the witch museum. Um, which I guess are authentic <laughs> clothes. The only problem is the outfits are just pilgrim outfits. <laughs> so they literally could have just fucking made them. <laughs> like, That's honestly so funny because when you think of like... I don't know, like, if you think of Salem, like, witches, you think of stereotypical witches, but they're just, they would just be boring-ass clothes with, like, bonnets. A hundred percent, and that's what these people stole as their hot idea, and only one of them actually wears the fucking outfits, <laughs> so I don't understand it. Um, a lot of weird 80s stuff in this movie, though, especially for, like, a, a network TV movie for kids, uh... And not just that, but just weird 80s shit. Like, there's a guy just burning his leaves in the front for a long, 
while he's raking debris that, into it. It's just a, a free fire out, out in the water. Burning leaves is pretty fucking 80s. Like, I, I distinctly remember... It's like all my neighbors doing it at the yeah, same time. It's so fucking crazy. It's so bad in the driest season of the year. Everyone's just lighting shit on fire. And like not even in garbage cans. Like I, I, I know I had like one neighbor that would put it in like a steel steel bin. Yeah. But the ones like right to the right of me would do it like this. It was just like a leaf pile. They That's what this guy was doing. It was just like in the, the fucking lawn. <laughs> it was crazy. Um we also got a guy chewing so much tobacco. Yeah. I've never seen a guy fucking chew so much in my life in a movie and spit everywhere. Uh, we got sure we he, no. <laughs> 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 we've, <laughs> we've got a bench seat where people are sitting in the front seat. And later on, we'll have uh, some teenagers smoking cigarettes. A teacher getting intimate with a student, like intimately dancing, and that same teacher is drinking and is also the kid chaperones. <laughs> so it was very loosey goosey back then. Man, what a time to be alive, huh? God damn it. God damn it. We missed the boat, buddy. I mean, we were alive then. Yeah, but we couldn't do all the good stuff. <laughs> Just babies dipping and burning limbs. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so after they steal these outfits, they're first, they're like, we need to find a place to change. And so they decide to go to a graveyard. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why they're like, yeah, that's totally spooky. Some graveyard arm barking. <laughs> Is that what you call that? Yeah. Hard barking and phantasm. Hard <laughs> Varkas. Hard Varkas. <laughs> graveyard art Varkas. Um, <laughs> wait, is, wait, wait, wait! Is that the term that we looked up on Urban Dictionary and claimed that's, that's what you do when you spit in someone's butthole? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that's so stupid. Uh, um, uh, so they go to the graveyard, <laughs> and they. They just go to the graveyard strictly to change their clothes, which is honestly, to me, a little bit more disrespectful than vandalism. <laughs> I, I agree. Because it's like, I just, it's just a total disregard for what a graveyard is. <laughs> like, at least vandalism, it's the intent. There's an, It's like, I know this is a sacred ground and I'm going to vandalize it. But these kids just don't even give a shit what, what, where I, they are. I, th- I completely agree. <laughs> um and they find in the they they also stole a chest. They stole a chest that 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 they open up and which I guess no one has opened up before because this kid finds a giant box inside of the box. And he's like, oh my god, this is the ring no one's been able to find. <laughs> it's Grinville's ring. Um and they also find it what wait, wait, wait. I, I have they did say three hundred years earlier. That's when this happened. Right? Wait. When what happened? When 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 the uh, witches were killed. Sure. It was three it was three they said 300 years earlier. But didn't they all say it was just their great grandfather? Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> Trust me. That was not lost. It was no, the the guy says 
a lot of I think he says a bunch of greats, but later but 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 later on they definitely get tired of doing that because then they just start saying like two greats. <laughs> okay, because right. at least because I, 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 I was pretty sure I heard them say like two greats, maybe maybe three, but that still doesn't add up to three hundred years. No, for for, for for I mean for Lucinda they definitely went to two. Like it was like Lucinda's <laughs> great great grandmother. <laughs> so, um, and they find uh, th- they also find a scroll which they start reading. Now, here's the weird part about reading this scroll. Phil is straight up like, "Hey, that's the curse to release demons from hell." And then for the rest of the movie, he's like, so "What's going on around here?" <laughs> and finally, somebody's like, "Oh my god, did you read a curse?" And he's like, "Oh god." <laughs> And actually, he doesn't even believe it at first until he wa- sees a zombie driving a car. And he's like, all right, maybe maybe you're right. <laughs> Fucking asshole. But it's like our friend Buzz. That's like 100% what our friend Buzz would do. You, that is correct. Like, you'd be like, dude, Buzz, you unleashed demons from hell. And he'd be like, I did not. And then finally, he'd see like a zombie driving and be like, oh, maybe I did. And then he'd just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell the zombie that he has to shave his sideburns and tape it as a mustache <laughs> to get in. <laughs> um, these are real buzz. These are real buzz stories. As to quote Glenn Danzig, "All real, all true." Uh, uh, my favorite Glenn Danzig quote of all time. Talking about. <laughs> The lost pages of the Bible. Where, G- where Jesus Christ beheaded a man. Uh, struck down a child because he, he beat him in chess. <laughs> <laughs> and killed him where he stood. <laughs> Clinton, Clinton is, is such an asshole. <laughs> what an insane claim. And he clo- after reading these these stories, he closes the book and it's like all true. <laughs> all these stories are real. All true. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Well, you saw that review. Uh, somebody sent us Glenn Danzig reviewing horror movies like in two sentences. Oh my <laughs> he god! Straight yes. up, wish, straight up wishes death upon John Carpenter and his wife <laughs> after Halloween three was released. <laughs> It was so insane. We we have to post that again. That was one of the coolest things, though. A fan sent us this thing. It was from an old punk magazine. I don't think it was Maximum Rock and Roll. It looked, I mean, it looked like a fucking zine um, in terms of quality. But he reviewed Basket Case, Halloween 3, and something else. Um, I forget what it was. But <laughs> Halloween 3 and the other one, he was like, these fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not even that bad. The third one wasn't even that bad of a movie. And then for Basket Case, he's just like, this is one of the greatest films I've ever seen in my life. How do we get Glenn on our show? Dude, I mean, I reached out to him when they were in New Jersey and they, they did not want to have anything to do with it. But first of all, I think we need to be a lot more aggressive uh, with our with our quote unquote reviews, like if people think we're dickheads now, like we need to be like Glenn Danzig style and just be like, "Fuck this fucking, 
Dude, wish death wish upon John death. Carpenter yeah. and his wife and for a movie they had nothing to do with. A movie they didn't direct. <laughs> um, by the way, guys, we have to talk about all this other shit because there's nothing to talk about in, in uh, the midnight hour. Uh, it might still be playing for all I know. I, I'm not really sure. It was, it was the longest fucking movie. Um, well, they were the graveyard and then the next couple of scenes or pretty much one setting. Yeah. And it, it just extends on and on and on. And, and who the fuck, who recommended this? Who, whose pick was this? <laughs> Let me know so I can block them. <laughs> Justin Fum, Fumehal. Fumehal. Well, Justin, nice knowing you, bud. <laughs> the, the other weird thing is we talk about real time scenes a lot. Um, like scenes that appear to be shot in real time while they're doing something fucking mundane and useless this movie might have the most real-time scenes there this scene is the, the, the party the party scene is a real-time party oh which yes usually movies kind of spice up parties because i mean the fact of the matter is if you're if you're not drunk and you were to go to like a college party like that it that's exactly how it would be it's a bunch of fucking idiots standing around <laughs> Nothing is happening. And then there's a scene later where the guy, Phil, he's in his uh, convertible making out with a gal. And he he puts up the top to his car. And you, it's an old ass car. And you sit there for five minutes watching the top come over. And you just, it's so, it's just, you hear the gears. You hear nothing else. Nothing is being talked about. It's just a, an over the top, like bird's eye view scene of this car roof. Slowly closing. <laughs> it was fucking painful. I thought it was a joke for a minute, but it was not. It was not a fucking joke. Yeah, and you think it's like leading up to something, like like when it finally goes down, maybe something will pop out. But no, it's just the car. No, then we go into the car. That's it. Um. So Phil Phil knows it's a curse. They unleash the curse, but they don't even know it yet. Um. Another key factor, the key thing that they really tried to point out was this serial killer, Vernon Nestor, is in the graveyard. Um, and he he's the first one you see rise from the grave. So you're like, oh, shit. Fucking Vernon Nestor's on the loose. Doesn't matter. It does not. <laughs> it does not matter at all. <laughs> I had actually forgotten about that until you just said that. The girl's like, oh, that's Vernon Nestor. How do you not know about him? He had 14 bodies in his yard. And you're like, oh, shit, this is cool. <laughs> and now he's a zombie. That's cool. And Nope, that's it. That's last we'll see of Vernon Nestor. Uh, <laughs> nothing else happens. Uh, and then we have a shot of all these zombies. Listen. The scene of zombies coming out of their graves and slowly marching out is always going to be a classic in a zombie movie, right? Right. This movie, it was so long. And you, it was – I was so bored by the end of this scene because it's five minutes of just slow things getting out of the ground and walking around. <laughs> oh, and also a Teen Wolf-style Wolfman shows up too. That is correct. Now, and here's the weird when- part. Oh, what? I was just gonna say when when these zombies are walking the town, mm-hmm. they, they like just join in on the festivities. Like they go trick or treat. They show up at the party and literally sit on a couch with people and like eat chips. <laughs> One of them is walking around reading a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And it's also weird because half of ninety percent of them are zombies, but then you got a wolf man for reasons unknown, and and then you have Lucinda, who's who's a vampire, and and she looks great, but then which I guess makes sense if she's a vampire, I, I, but she's de- it doesn't matter. But then you also have this cheerleader who shows up, <laughs> who's not a who's zombie a or a ghoul of any kind. <laughs> No, she's just a, she's just a spirit, and she looks great. Why is she there? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows, and it's never explained. No, it's just like she's the one that tells Phil, "Oh, we have to restore the town before midnight." But why? And Who the fuck knows. And they start her off as being the um, the ghoul that doesn't know she's a ghoul. Like, like yeah, but it turns out she does. But <laughs> she does like immediately. <laughs> give up on that concept because even that concept I was like oh okay that's going to be the story here uh, the ghoul that doesn't understand that she's dead but she goes to her house and is like, they're like yeah you don't live here anymore and she's like oh and that is the end of that story <laughs> <laughs> then she has all the understanding of what is happening and will later explain it to Phil to Phil and, and tell him how to stop all this even though Phil already knows all this because he already told them to not read that curse <laughs> Because yeah, but then he forgot. Oh my god, this movie sucked. <laughs> Every scene is so drawn out. Um, oh boy. So uh, we see zombies reading newspapers. They're getting hit by cars and kind of just like... <laughs> the people driving cars are like, hey pal, you alright? <laughs> and uh, things like things of that nature. Just letting us know, you know, what's going on. Uh, the jock's dad is another storyline that, that we'll lose here. Really quick, which is he's an abusive dad. <laughs> Very. <laughs> what is he yelling at? Us? Uh, is it about costumes? Yeah, he's mad he's... that they stole the, the, the costumes. Oh, he's mad that they stole them. That, that's fine. It's fine reason to be mad. But he is, like, strangling this kid. Also, this, <laughs> kid, could kick, this kid could kick his ass. This kid is huge. <laughs> <laughs> this kid could probably kill him with a punch. Uh, it's, it's fucking insane. So Phil meets the cheerleader, uh, who's fucking dead. And and it's very clear. Uh, and he's like, come out with me, come out with me. She can't yet. She said she'll meet up with him later. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, fun fact, whatever. Uh, one zombie though. And I think this is supposed to be the Nestor, whatever his name is, Phil, Vernon Nestor. I think this is supposed to be Vernon Nestor shows up at the judge's house and this is the first kill we're going to get in this movie. And it was pretty fucking graphic for what I would call like a children's television movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was fucking crazy. The The judge goes outside because he hears a noise and the zombie walks up to him and fucking strangles him to death. <laughs> yeah. And and the zombie just goes guilty. <laughs> So that's why I assume it's Vernon Nestor, but you really don't know, or and it doesn't really matter because that's well, the end. And it never comes back to play. I'm not, does, does Phil even realize his dad's dead? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh yeah, I mean he. Well, so everything goes back to normal at the end. Again, we actually don't know oh, that, but we assume. Right. But we assume that's what happened. Yeah, that that was. If you wanted to pinpoint the plot, that was uh, what they had to do. But like there's, there's no conclusion at the end where everyone's like, oh, thank God that's over. No, there's not. <laughs> Do you even see the other characters? No, 
They never show anybody else. Yeah, it was just Phil. It's, it's the most rushed ending. <laughs> so, Holy shit. Which is crazy because they had an hour and a half <laughs> to, to, to explain one thing and they couldn't do it. They, they tried to put too much in. Just focus on one thing. And, I mean, it's really not that hard. They they just had to pick one fucking story and then just tell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the zombies show up to the party, but no one knows because everyone just assumes they're in costumes, including a little person with the craziest makeup I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that mask was awesome. <laughs> and clearly, I mean, if you saw that in real life, I mean... Who knows that guy? I mean, let alone the costume. Like, wouldn't somebody be like, hey, we don't know a little person? <laughs> you would think so, yes. But he's allowed to go there and he can't he he can't actually talk. He just kind of like moans and groans. Um the dipping security guard who's just been he's been kind of a weird focus in this, he gets attacked by Teen Wolf in a there's no gore, but again, a pretty fucking violent attack for kids. Agreed. Like the Wolfman jumps out of this window and just fucking destroys it. And he's dead. This guy's dogs show up to like visit his corpse. And they're just like whimpering. It's very brutal. Like it's very sad. But that guy turns into a werewolf. Also, uh, the dad that was strangled to death somehow turns into a zombie. So. Yeah. That, yeah. that That's happening. So the party's still going on. Ghouls are everywhere. But no one has even figured this out yet. Lucinda, though, has shown up finally. And she's just having weird encounters with her granddaughter trying to bite her neck. And this is when you learn she's a vampire, even though she's a witch. (laughs) But I guess they had to figure out how to... I don't know, man. I really have no fucking idea. Uh, They're just not telling a story at all. These things are just happening. It's just rapid fire events. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't really add up. Yeah, the slowest rapid fire of all time, though. It's all the time. And all this while frantically playing music in the background. Yes. <laughs> the The party scene takes up 90% of the movie. But, like, nothing really even happens. No. N- not nothing like really happens. Nothing happens. They're, s- they're sitting on the couch. Some of them are dancing. And then Lucinda's downstairs... And it turns out the vampire girl is really her great-grandma. Yep. And Lucinda bites her neck. But it's the slowest bite ever. Like, that's not... I'm not, like, (laughs) exaggerating. Like, it took her, like, 12 minutes for her to bite her neck. It's a 12-minute bite scene in slow motion with the Smiths. How soon is... (laughs) How soon is now playing over and over again. And wine bottles breaking and shattering and spraying everywhere. And it's... It's almost a good scene. I mean, besides it taking forever too long, but it's like, I get the scene. It's kind of a cool effect in a movie where they clearly couldn't have gore to have red wine spraying everywhere as Lucinda's biting her. And it's like this slow motion scene. You could almost say it was almost artistic. (laughs) You could, I guess. But then I it's won't. not because it lasts 13 minutes and the Smiths, how soon is now? It's just playing over and over again. <laughs> and that all leads to nothing. So, uh, and you want to talk about a slow burn. Here's another storyline that we never understand. <laughs> and that is 
This idiot Phil throughout the movie has occasionally itched the back of his head throughout the movie. And some guy's like, hey, Phil, man, it looks like you got a rash back there. (laughs) And that will never be revealed. (laughs) I don't even know why, but it is. This is this is I think this was about an hour into the movie when the guy finally is like, there's a rash there. But throughout the course of the movie up until then. He kept being like, oh, my neck, my, my head, my head's itchy. And that nothing that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> oh. Again, it probably was explained in like one throwaway line, but there's nothing in this that interests me enough to pick up on what these people are saying. No, there's because there's nothing fucking happening. And even Phil is like, oh, I guess I'm just going to go home. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes home and that storyline with the dead girl that was put on hold up until now. And then Phil finally finds her again. (laughs) And, and now the dead girl's moping about, even though she will, uh, she becomes manic and immediately is like, Phil, I love you. (laughs) Um, But even this scene, it's a, it's about 10 minutes long and it's them talking about nothing. I'm pretty sure that they're talking again. I I don't even have words for it because they both know what's going on, but then like in their conversation, they like realize it again. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like, like like they've already established that they know what's happening and like, they'll be talking about it and they'll be like, wait a second, this is happening. Like, yeah, yeah, no, we know because you guys just said that. Dude, that's the perfect way of putting it because, yes, they, they it seems like they do acknowledge this is occurring, but then when it is revealed, this like feels like, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> you fucking loony tune. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Um, and, and Sandy's like big revelation is the most obvious. She's like, oh, you did this by, you know resurrecting the curse so we just have to, you have to go back to the cemetery and and do it like in reverse yeah obviously it's, why was I not thought of it immediately <laughs> oh man they even fucked that up too um so Lucinda's just biting everyone at this party now it's and how soon is now still playing yeah, but, why, but why is she doing that i don't know i don't know i can get i can get doing it to her great granddaughter or the guy that killed the guy's great grandson that, well, that was phil. phil yeah that's phil what, here's a question <laughs> would you rather be killed by a vampire or listen to the smiths on loop forever probably killed by a vampire but but can you really be killed by a vampire? Uh, well, I guess. Okay, so would you rather <laughs> would you rather kill yourself or be a vampire where the Smiths are on loop for for eternity? <laughs> you know the answer. <laughs> yeah, this, I, I don't. I don't think I worded that properly. Um, <laughs> this is just exhausting, though. Uh, Phil and the dead girl are just flirting and joking around and having a blast. Um, They go out in the car. uh, We get the retractable roof scene. (laughs) And then they get attacked by a werewolf. (laughs) Now, this scene cracked me up because the werewolf rides on the hood for a while before getting thrown off. 
They try to run him over, but instead he just jumps off a bridge into a lake. <laughs> and it, But the funniest part is he's clearly not dead. It's like, it's very clear. He jumped in on himself. It's a very low bridge. It's like, it's, I, I would, I'd call it like a passing. Agreed. It's like the bridge in Bridges over Madison County. <laughs> that bridge is kind of high. Okay, I don't know. I've never seen it. So, <laughs> it's a very small bridge, though. Let's just put it that way. Maybe like 10 feet to the water, max. Uh, so, we see the wolf jump in, though. <laughs> and then it plays the most dramatic music I've ever... <laughs> Throughout the movie, it's the most dramatic music. It's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and it's slow motion werewolf jumping out of the water as if we thought he was dead. <laughs> It was so weird. And the wolf's like shaking his fist like, I'll get you. <laughs> also, that's the last time we'll see the werewolf. So, Yeah, it is. And uh, we know why he's there. So. <laughs> and there's like multiple werewolves. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Also, if you look at that scene again, uh, he when he jumped in the water, his makeup came off his face. <laughs> so he's got this very weird um, Whoville from the live action uh, Grinch movie look to his face because he's got <laughs> all the prosthetics are still there, but there's no brown makeup anymore. It's just very white and pasty. Um, uh, back to the cops who are uh, they're taking a lot of calls for vampires and werewolves and they're very upset by this, specifically Red, who who's, again says Halloween's my favorite time <laughs> Red Foreman. Yeah. Um, there's just like, they're just reading. They're just, they're like, oh, we got another vampire call over on East Street. And no one believes these calls, of course. Uh, although you'd probably just want to assume something's happening because the phone is just ringing off the hook and people are screaming and dying. Uh, and then this is when they, like, like, they go to the police and they're like, hey, there's werewolves out there. And they're like, we don't believe it. And then all of a sudden... The girl, Sandy, is the dead girl. Sandy is like, hey, did you read a scroll? <laughs> and Phil's like, oh, uh, yeah. And then she's like, oh, God, I think you unleashed a curse. And he's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. And he doesn't believe her until the judge who was murdered drives a car and crashes it in front of him. <laughs> and it's just like, Ugh, and drives away. <laughs> And he's like, all right, I believe you now. So. Wait, and isn't that his dad? What? Isn't the judge his dad? No, the judge is the jock's dad. Okay. okay. His dad's the dentist who they're about to see. That's right. That's who they're about to see, but nothing happened. <laughs> it's this horrifying reveal that your dad's a fucking vampire. And and he's just like, well, dad, I got to go. <laughs> Uh, and he goes, he sees his dad cause he has to get silver fillings to make silver bullets. So, and they also need to get the parchment. So they have to go back to the fucking party and the ring. Fun fact that they never are going to use any of these weapons. You could, you could make stakes to kill the vampires, <laughs> silver bullets, crucifixes. They don't use any of this. Oh wait, they did shoot somebody. With what? They shot him with a silver, silver bullet. bullet. Oh, they shot the, um, the guard, the werewolf guard. Oh, he does. Cause he's the second werewolf that shows up. And they shoot him in the fucking chest. They kill a man in this fucking movie. <laughs> I honestly don't remember that scene. Yeah, well, it happens, man. Um, and by the way, there are 17 minutes left in the movie at this point. 
<laughs> and nothing that we've talked about matters at all. <laughs> nothing matters except that there's there's things on the loose. Right. And even but, that, I mean, I'd argue, I don't think matters. If you were to ask me what the plot of this movie was, deep down, it would just be things running around. They're like That was their drawing board. Wait. Just and, having things... Running yeah. around and causing a kind of a nuisance. Cause, wait, but but wait, I just remembered something. The fucking judge shows back up and kills his fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this? It was really weird. It, it it was really weirdly shot because it looks like the kid. So the zombie zombie judge shows up and the kid's like, "Come on, dad!" And zombie judge beats the shit out of him and then picks up a fucking massive rock to brain him. And it kind of it. He misses the guy. The kid missed. He misses because he shatters the windshield. Yeah. But then it cuts away, and then you just see the jock's face hit the pavement, and it's like a close up. And there's just blood coming out of his mouth, and he's fucking deader than a doornail. <laughs> this guy killed his kid. <laughs> uh, oh. Also, wait, wait. Do you remember the operatic zombie? <laughs> I do. Who's just singing Wait, opera? The, the one that you uh, you put in your story the other night. With that I also made note of that one. Oh, the one dancing in a diaper. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck was kidding? that? Are you fucking kidding me? That was so fucking bizarre. I left. I, I was laughing so hard for so long. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's like this. It's weird. It's weird. There's just a bunch of weird shit in this movie. It, it just none of it makes sense. Um, and again, yeah, 17 minutes left. So <laughs> what do you think you're going to do? Are they going to try to explain the movie or will they spend 10 of these minutes, uh, with Phil just driving around the graveyard, looking at various ghouls? <laughs> <laughs> if you guess the second option, you are correct. That is what happened <laughs> for like five to 10 minutes. Phil's just driving around being like, Oh geez. And looking, look, <laughs> Looking at ghouls real time while we have to sit there and suffer through it. It's fucking crazy. Um, they ultimately end up back at the party, which is now ghoul central. Um, they get all their shit. They escape. For some reason, the teacher's now with them. She appears to be normal, but clearly she's not. And sure enough, she's a vampire. She almost gets Phil, but Sandy saves the day. Um, and they're about to perform this ritual, which involves melting wax and sealing the scroll. Yep. Um, and, and then Phil forgets the fucking matches. <laughs> oh, this is when they kill the werewolf. They have to go back to get matches and the werewolf jumps out like Oogie Boogie. Just like Oogie Boogie Boogie. And Phil just fucking pops him in the chest. <laughs> and he's fucking dead. Uh, they seal the parchment, though. Nothing happens at first. And Sandy eloquently says, uh, hey, maybe we have to say some words or something. Or Phil says that, I think. And, and then fun fact, they don't because they don't say anything. And then it just works. And uh, she says, I love you. Goodbye, Phil. And this ending pissed me off so badly. Okay, so. Often yeah. like, oh, sorry. I just want to say the car is covered in zombies. Yeah. They're trapped, like hundreds of zombies and ghouls all around. R right? 
Yes. Okay, now well, now, thought, now just continue with what you were saying. Sorry. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were making a point on that. No, I just wanted to set the scene. Oh, it just ends. Yes. <laughs> like, like that's what I'm saying. I, usually we, like, complain about things being rushed. This is the epitome. I don't think I've ever seen something more rushed. Because she says goodbye, and there's there's literally nothing else that happens in this movie. Like, the credits roll. He's just like, well, I did it. And then and that's it. <laughs> the, the, yes, that is correct. The, the millions of creatures around their car just disappear. No explanation. No, there's not even a hint of the people went back to normal. All those people could have just been, that could have been like a Thanos finger snap for all we know. <laughs> You're right. And he just eliminated half the world's population because everyone just disappears. You have no idea what the fuck happened. I mean, you do have an idea that things just went back to normal because his like he's not torn up anymore and the car's not torn up. But they don't really convey it that well. <laughs> that's a, that's giving them too much credit. They didn't convey it at all. So um and yeah, we're left with uh, he he goes and picks up his jacket off of Sandy's grave, which just happens to be there. And she appears to have written a little note that says uh, SM plus PG, their initials. Um, and, and then that's it. Oh, except that Wolfman Jack starts screaming again into the microphone. <laughs> and he's like, this songs from Sandy to her boy, Phil. <laughs> I can't believe Wolfman Jack got paid for this. <laughs> And that is the end of the movie. It just stops there. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So how did Sandy have time to do that? I have no clue. Especially for somebody that didn't know what was happening. Unbelievable. Oh, boy. So that's um, that's the uh, Midnight Hour. Yeah. Uh, what would you rather watch again? The Midnight Hour or Silent Rage? Oh, Silent Rage. Like, 10 out of 10. Dude, this was agonizing. This was <laughs> agonizing. I agree. <laughs> and this falls into... People have asked us... A lot of people have asked us to cover Terrifier on the show. Um, and what our thoughts are on Terrifier, which I think we've talked about. But um, uh, my biggest complaint with Terrifier is that there's no plot. And you have no idea about characters. You don't give a shit about them. Like, it's just like... It's just scenes that happen that are like strung together with this fucking clown. And that's that this movie does it even worse somehow. And, and I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen I, anything. I, for, I didn't hate terrifier. Terrifier blows us out of the water. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, I mean, at least, yeah, eh, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe stop it. Terrifier blows us out of the water. I'm so excited for Ben. I, that's all I want to talk about though. Um, <laughs> So we're doing I, it next week. Well, if we can get Paul, we'll do we'll do Willard and Ben back to back, and we'll, we'll a Willard sandwich, Willard Ben and Willard again, a, a fucking so Will a Willard fucking uh, menage a trois of of, <laughs> of, of Willards, um, and and if we don't do that, if we if we don't if we don't a frame Willard. Um, <laughs> We'll do uh, Neon Maniacs. What's that? Oh, boy. I have been waiting to do this movie forever. By the way, if you hear my fucking loud-ass mouse clicking, deal with it. 
Um, ne- Neon Maniacs looks oh, fucking I, insane. I just Googled it. I, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, I've been waiting a long time to watch this. And I've actually avoided watching it just so we could do it on the show. This is going to be so much better than fucking Midnight Hour. Yeah, and probably so much better than three Willard movies. <laughs> well, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, uh, it's going to be a surprise what we do next week. We'll see if we can get Paul on the hook for uh, to hang out with us and record a record a show. Dude, three Willard movies is going to be fucking beat. Actually, actually, let's do Neon Maniacs next week, and then we'll try and get Willard the following week um, because I have I have my son next weekend. Okay. All right. So yeah, the weekend. So, yeah, the to start our December off, we'll do a little Willard, a little Willard tribute. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to take as many notes. Well, you don't take any notes, so I, I don't think that doesn't affect me at all. Movies, movies like Midnight Hour affect me because I come home from like a long day of work. I'm like, oh, I get the fucking relax. Oh wait, no, I have to slog through the Midnight Hour. Never mind, man. I just had such high hopes for it. I, dude. I'm so glad we didn't do it for. Halloween. That was one of my ideas for Halloween. It would have ruined my holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have even handed out candy. I would have just shut off the lights. Oh, God. And uh, December 11th is a Leprechaun. Are we doing that? A lot of people sending us notes about that. Yeah, dude. Of a lot of people sending us fucking notes about that. Oh, dude, it's on a Tuesday. We could do a live episode. <laughs> the first of its December kind. December 11th. The first of its kind. The first. Wait, haven't we done all I have so? I don't know. I don't know. But not you like doing it, Salem. Oh well, like a live one, like live stream it. Oh, uh, so we record while we're watching it? Yeah. No, it's a terrible idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I take it all back. All right, guys. Just, you can't hear anything that's happening in the movie. <laughs> Because we're recording over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, uh, we're, we're done here. Um, so Neon Maniacs next week and hopefully the Willard <laughs> three movies of Willard next week. And then uh, the week after, I mean, um, so that's it. Uh, Facebook.com slash I hate horror. I hate horror.com. I'm on uh, uh, Instagram at I hate horror. I'm at And that's a wrap, guys. Thank you all so, so much for your support. And uh, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Adios. That's it guys, that's it guys.